The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Where you going, the supernatural is a mandate. Where you going, the supernatural is a lifestyle. God's going to make you a praise in the earth. Praise is more than music. It is a warfare tool that God gives you so that you can shift the battle over to him. He inhabits the praises of his people. Prayer sends angels. Praise sends God. You just get up off your knees and walk away. That's not the right thing to do at the midnight hour. You're not done yet. You get up off your knees, raise your hands up, and start giving God some praise because it's already done. You are made for worship. We are talking a lot here about intercessory prayer where you've got a friend of yours. In other words, this man is a friend, but there's a friend of his that come on his journey. And when I speak of on his journey, it reminds me of the Good Samaritan found in Luke chapter 10. And this is a story of a man who came from Jerusalem, I guess, going down to Jericho. And on that road, on the way, he was assaulted by robbers. They beat him up, took what he had, and left him half dead. And then there comes along a priest, and he looks at him and passed by on the other side, kept going. He looked, came a Levite, looked at him, passed by, and went on his way. But then there was a Samaritan. We call him a good Samaritan. And all this came out a, of a teaching Jesus was doing about who is your neighbor. And a lot of times we think that a neighbor is somebody who lives next door. But he wanted them to widen their concept of neighbor just a bit. A neighbor could be a brother or sister in Africa or someone in Asia, but someone who is victim of the curse, someone who has fallen on hard times. This is your neighbor. And that he said, pray that thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So the idea about it is to make every place that God sends us, whether it be by prayer or by physical, that we are to turn it into heaven on earth. That wherever people are suffering and wherever we go, we are to alleviate the curse in people's lives. When we're talking about intercessory prayer, we're talking about an act of love. We're first loving God and then we're loving people. He even says in the scriptures, because you've been born again, you can love your enemies. Now, this, you know, um, sometimes it's kind of hard to do. Okay, all right, I got an amen over there somewhere. Okay, all right. Kind of hard to do, but, but this we can do. See, we couldn't do it before because we didn't have the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. But now we do, it's Romans 5, 5. And so now look at Romans chapter 8. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, it is he is risen again, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh what? Intercession for us. So this is Jesus, and he's interceding for you. It means to pray for somebody else. And what we have that we teach for 12 weeks, I think it is, is intercessory prayer. Why? Because God said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, for everybody. 
don't care who they are, what race they are, what background they are, what country they're in, for all nations. So here's Jesus, and he's making intercession for us. So this you refer to, or you can refer to, as the, um, the ministry of the resurrected ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is, this is him at the right hand of the Father making intercession for me and you, you and I. And this happens because he knows what we're going through. Now let's go over there and just see that. That's found over in the book of Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 2, and look at verse 17. In all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. The Bible says, you are his brethren. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. So this is his high priestly ministry, to be at the right hand of the Father praying for you and I. In things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. The word succor means come to the aid of. So he is able to come to the aid of you and I because he knows what we've been going through. Now, the Bible talks about this in the Old Testament, it talks about standing in the gap. Now, let's, let's examine that and just see it. So, if I stand in the gap, let's go over to Ezekiel chapter 22 and look at verse 30. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in a gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I've found how many? None. Okay. Now, this mainly referring to the Old Testament, that in that time, Jesus had not come, so the high priestly of ministry of Jesus was not established. And when Jesus prays for you, he cannot pray for you from there directly, meaning that he just can't pray to the Father for you. What he has to do is he has to pray through you to the Father. Now, follow this. He has to... The authority to bind and loose is on earth. Got it? So when God passed the dominion, the authority, the rulership, the governorship over to mankind in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, when he passed it over to him, God himself cannot violate that. Not until that lease is up. If he could have violated it, when Eve started to eat of the fruit, God just smacked it right out of our hand and said, put that down. You don't need that. He couldn't do it. He had to watch them give away the earth. Couldn't do it. Can't not violate your will. He can't do it to you right now. If you want to go to hell, God will let you. Now, he'll try to send people to you to convince you not to, but if somebody wants, that's their will. So my point to you is, is what God does is he reaches out to us with his mercy, with people witnessing, with other people praying for us, so forth and so on. Every one of us got here because somebody prayed. You can't get here without somebody praying for you. So why should he pray for us and somebody pray for us and we not pray for somebody else? 
The only way you can do that is no love. Or no knowledge of the fact that you've got to do that. So here, Jesus is, he is, he has gone through what you and I are going through. In all ways, he was tempted. Tempted with everything. Tempted, had to be tempted with women. Tempted with, with, with alcohol or whatever they had in those days. Tempted with anything. Now, you don't like to think about that, but he said in every point he was tempted. That's what the Bible said. Don't look at me strange. I'm, I'm just talking about what the Bible said. So he knows what you're going through. He knows. He knows here you are in there at 11 o'clock at night and you're being tempted. Well, let me come over here. Here you are. <laughs> the thing of it is, he knows what you're going through. But he's praying for you. Now, what he does, he prays through people. So he put, put, by the Holy Spirit, he puts it on your heart to get up and pray. Well, you may not know what to pray for. Well, that's Romans, Romans chapter 8, and I think it's verse uh, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Now, infirmity doesn't mean sickness or weakness, or sickness or disease or something like that. It means weakness of the flesh, that my flesh doesn't know what to do. Infirmity, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That's speaking in the Holy Ghost. So I don't know what to pray for you, but I can pray in the Holy Ghost. So I'm prompted to get up and pray in the Spirit. I don't know what I'm saying, but God knows. But the authority for it has to come through man. It's got to be prayed by a person. So somebody, well, I don't believe in that tongue stuff. Well, you're missing half your opportunity. Because see, when I got up and prayed like that, I might have prayed somebody in Chile. I might have prayed somebody in Brazil, somebody in Japan. I might have prayed them out of a situation. Well, when I did that, I got a reward. So now I'm going to stand before Jesus at the time of getting rewards, and I'm going to be a, he's going to give me a flash of all these people I prayed out because I knew how to pray in tongue. So my reward is going to be great. Come on. See? So it, it's not even good business sense not to know how to pray in tongues. Because sometimes when you don't even have the answer, you can pray in tongue. Watch this. And according to 1 Corinthians 14, ask for interpretation. And God will interpret your mind. He'll say, no, no, make the business deal for three years. Make it for two and a half years because at two and a half years, I'm going to give you something else than the business deal going to be. And you, boom, you're winning every time. I, I, I'm telling you, when Jesse Duplantis tells a story, here he is and he's, you know, high on drugs or whatever have you. He's planning them rock bands and all of a sudden gets a call that the, 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 the nightclub owner says, uh, Duplantis, you got a call here. So I got a call. Yeah, on telephone here. He goes, who knows I'm here? Picked up the phone. Hello? Jesse? 
Mama? Mama, how did you know I was here? The Lord told me where you were. The Lord will give you phone numbers. He knows every phone number in the world. Say amen. Now, see, all of this is supernatural. This is not natural stuff. Now, don't be hearing no strange voices. <laughs> Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for us, for the saints, according to the will of God. Now, notice, according to the will of God, it says will of God. So that will is in italics. So he makes intercession for us according to God. What God wants in our lives. Now look at the next verse based on that. And we know that what? All things work together for good. See, all things work together for good when the first two are followed. Don't think because somebody was in a car wreck, ended up in the hospital, uh, all beat up, and then they used somebody witnessed to them, they gave their life to the Lord. Well, see, all that worked together for good. No, it didn't. The devil was trying to kill that boy, and somebody just interceded and just got the devil to just, you know, give him a broke leg, you know. So I'm saying that's what we said. Some people do that. So now standing in the gap is key because that, that, that gap or that hedge has to stay up in your life to keep you protected. And so when we look at Job's life, put that scripture up there in Job chapter one, over in Job chapter one, he said this, Look at verse 9. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for naught? Now, this is, this is Satan talking to God about Job. Has not thou made a hedge about him? Watch this. And about what else? His house. And about what else? All that he had on which side? Every side. Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. You get increased, the devil can't get to it. So you increase how much? More and more. More and more. See, the enemy is working in the invisible realm to try to cut off your increase. Boy, I could preach that today, man. That's some good stuff. All right, so here's Job. And the next thing you know, what happened to Job is, of course, uh, that, uh, not of course, but the devil got into his life. All right, but notice where the hedge was. Put that scripture up that again. That hedge, I want you to just see this now because I'm going to make a point here. That the hedge was on every side. It was about his house. Come on. It was about all that he had, including his family. All right. But the hedge came down. Now, why did the hedge come down? Now, we said something. You can't pray out of fear because faith makes prayer work, not fear. But look what Job did in Job chapter 3 and verse, um, chapter 3 and verse 25, I think it is. For the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me and that which I was afraid of has come to me. I was not in safety. Wait a minute, was he in safety? Yeah. Neither had I what? Rest. Now, wait a minute. 
Anytime you're out of faith, you're going to lose your rest. Faith is a rest for everybody. When you get anxious and all that is because your faith is missing and you better get it established right away or get somebody who can stand in the gap for you until you get it back together. So now the hedge is going down. Now look at Ecclesiastes chapter, um, chapter 10, I think it is. And look at verse eight. He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it and whoever breaks the hedge, what will happen? Serve him to bite it. So the hedge was broken in Job's life. Now who broke it? I'm going to ask you one more time. Who broke the hedge in Job's life? Job, not the devil. Not the devil. No one can stop me but me. The only one that can mess me up is me. I know you like to put it on the man, but it's not, it's you. Joshua chapter one, verse three. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given to you as I said unto Moses. Watch this. From the wilderness, wilderness of Lebanon, even to the great river, river Euphrates, all the land, the Hittites, and to the great river, seek toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Watch this. There shall not any man underline any man. Now, who is left out of that? Nobody. I don't care what their position is. I don't care how much money they got. I don't care whether they're head of the mafia. I don't care. What, it doesn't make any difference. That, read the verse and believe the word of God. There shall not any man be able to stand before you. Well, how long? How long? Young or old? All the days of your life, as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. I'll not fail you. Come on. Or let you down. Next verse, what it says, be strong and of good courage. So what am I saying? What they say about you shouldn't bother you. They don't make you and they can't stop you. The only one that can mess Job up was Job. The only one that can mess you up is you. I don't care even if you're your spouse, they still can't mess you up. God made it so that you, you got something to say about your destiny. Say amen to that. And don't allow your past to keep you from your future because God has forgiven you. Say amen to that. Now, I don't know about you, but I was thrilled to find that out because I, I'm, I know that, it, you know, a lot of times I think, well, if I don't do this, they, they don't like me and that so forth. I don't care. It makes no difference. Say amen. Now, if you're one of these people with an entitlements mentality, you're still looking for a handout. You're still looking for somebody to govern your future and tell you when to get up and when to get down. Then I'm telling you, you'll be a victim. But if you're walking in the spirit, if you, nobody could stop Jesus. And if they can't stop him, they can't stop you. Cause he said, what, what I did, you go be able to do too in greater works. 
They couldn't even kill him. He said, you can't kill me. I got to lay my life down. Man, this is what it's all about. It's about me having control over my destiny. Say amen to that. Listen, God has put it in your hand. Look what he's, Lord Hammer, can I go to one more place? Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. He goes on down because he wants to make this thing clear that it's up to you. This book of the law shall not part out of your mouth, depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt do what? Meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have what? Good success. Now, I want you to see that verse. Who's going to make your way prosperous? Not God. Let's read it again. And this time you're going to put your name in there. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Who is, who, who is, okay. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That who? Put your, say your name mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then William Winston shall make his way prosperous and then William Winston shall have good success. There is nobody that can take away your success. There is nobody. So we got to stop this business. Now who do you think you are as a church? Let me I'll put something up. You are the most powerful institution that's ever hit the face of the earth. And I put here in here, I said this, glory to God, that you are much bigger, wiser, and stronger inside than you are outside. <laughs> Folks, you are so much bigger inside than you are outside that it's pathetic. See, the devil can see in the spirit. He can see how big you are. His job is to keep you in the natural thinking so that you'll think like a fallen man and you'll only go as far as fallen demon control technology. That's why it's getting so that you can't believe the medication. You can't believe the technology. Hey, it's everything got side effects and so forth. Somebody going to have to walk by faith up in here. Somebody's going to have to take God at his word. Fallen angel standards. See, the enemy trying to, tries to try to get you and I to, to operate and think on the level of a natural person. And you are out of that business. You, you, you are operating so far above that till it, it's laughable. That enemy has sown seeds and tried to sow them in the church and tried to sow them through leadership. And, and, and some of those seeds have brought forth unbelief and, and, and try to keep us, keep on knocking. Pray the same prayer over, over again. Every time you do that, you, 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 you destroy the one that you just prayed. Say amen to that. That scripture in Luke chapter 11 is about praying one time and standing in faith. I said praying one time and standing in faith, giving God praise, worshiping God. Say amen to that.
because this thing is already done. Where you going, the supernatural is a mandate. Where you going, the supernatural is a lifestyle. God's going to make you a praise in the earth. Praise is more than music. It is a warfare tool that God gives you so that you can shift the battle over to him. He inhabits the praises of his people. Prayer sends angels. Praise sends God. You just get up off your knees and walk away. That's not the right thing to do at the midnight hour. You're not done yet. You get up off your knees, raise your hands up, and start giving God some praise because it's already done. You are made for worship. Govern the authority of your words, increase the force of your belief, and embrace the peace of your worship in Pastor Winston's life-changing series, The Power of Prayer and Praise, Volume 3. To order on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4, contact us online at billwinston.org. You can also call us at 1-800-711-9327. Hello, my name is Bill Winston. I am here to tell you about this exciting book. It's called The Vengeance of the Lord. Now, this is a topic that a lot of Christians never understood. It's not revenge. That's, that's a human concept. This is vengeance. God says over in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30, vengeance is mine and I will recompense, saith the Lord. What does it mean? It means justice. It means that God is the one that's going to justify you. When we were trying to buy our first shopping mall, the people didn't want us to have it. But the vengeance of the Lord stepped in. And the next thing you know, <laughs> we've got the ball. Not only that, they tried to keep us from having services, and we've got that too. My point to you is there are places that you can't go without the vengeance of the Lord. And just like anything else that a provision of God, you have to do it by faith. Well, how does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the Word. The vengeance of the Lord. Get this book, build your faith, and I'm telling you, it will make you unstoppable. I'm talking about in the education area, changing educational laws back to be under the, the, the order of the kingdom of God, an economic, a government, everything. This vengeance of the Lord will open the pathway. One man said this, because God's people have not known vengeance, many have been victims. Not you. Praise God, because here's the book called The Vengeance of the Lord. Get it today. You'll be blessed. Bill Winston saying, keep walking by faith. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry. 
The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to preach the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world. This broadcast has been made available to you through the faithful support of Bill Winston Ministry partners and friends. We invite you to become a partner and join Dr. Bill Winston as he trains believers how to live independent of this world system and have dominion over it. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministry partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.